Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Heidi Morrissey. She's the president of Kitchen Tune-Up and the founder and president of Bath Tune-Up. Heidi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, excited to have you. So Heidi, why don't you start? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So um, didn't actually set out to get into franchising, but started out as a school teacher. And from a school teacher, got into direct sales. Um, direct sales kind of highlighted some skill sets that maybe I didn't know I had when it came to sales and managing teams. And eventually my dad recruited me to move back to South Dakota to help him run his kitchen tuna franchise system that he had started in 1988. So it was kind of an interesting transition um, to come over from teaching, but at the same time, there's a lot of similarities because I do a lot of training. Um, there's always something, you know, when it comes to learning and mindset that is super important. And so um, just being able to kind of bring some of that forward has been really helpful in the brands. And I don't know if I mentioned to you, I was a school social worker for several years. So I always appreciate people who start in teaching and, you know, work their way and use those skills that they acquire there. Um, Cause you know, it certainly is not for the, for the faint of heart. So, you know, I appreciate, appreciate that. But anyway, so tell me a little bit, you know, it sounds like you, you know, went and followed your dad in, in the, in the kitchen tune-up. Tell me a little bit about that. And then, you know, you also had some other things, you know, yeah. A few things happening over the last 20 years or so. Yeah, I started with him in 2003. And from that point, um, really just noticed, I said, listen, I want to start because I knew nothing about franchising and I knew nothing about the kitchen remodeling space. So I needed to come in as a student and I wanted to just kind of absorb everything. So really started out really in more support role, helping out, learning everything about the business, you know, spent a little time with each person that was working at the home office to learn about it. And eventually started taking over more of the training, which led to me taking over marketing and sales, um, which I did for many years. And in 2017, um, became president. My dad decided that at that point to kind of fully retire um, out of the system. And for 10 or 15 years, I had been wanting to start another brand. I knew that the bath space was critical. Um, people were always asking for it. And we just didn't have all the systems in place to do it well at Kitchen Tune-Up. And so we've been talking about it. And as my dad was getting more risk adverse, it was really important for me to kind of show him why the bath tune-up could be a great thing. So in 2020 is actually when we started the process of getting everything done for bath tune-up. Obviously didn't know there was going to be a pandemic a few months later, and which propelled our kitchen tune-up business, you know, into outer space with all of the uh, demand that was out there. So really um, we didn't actually get to bath tune-up until December of 2020, which was actually the same month that we actually were acquired by a company called Home Franchise Concepts that has many brands like Budget Blinds and um, Advanta Clean and names that a lot of people would know. And so a lot, a lot happened at once. And so we got the new brand going and, you know, we're now what, 23 months in and we have 51 locations with Bath Tune-Up and with Kitchen Tune-Up are about 286 locations right now. Wow, that's fantastic. And I was about to say, you know, I imagine with people doing that transition back into the home, you know, that kitchen, bath, people were like, holy cow, have I been living like this? I really, really got to touch this up. 
Well, you know, everyone started baking. Um, people started to use the space. They were also using it for other things, school and work. And of course, they wanted to function differently than maybe what it had before. So a lot of pent up demand just because we were staring at that space more and more. And of course, we also felt I think collectively, like it was kind of a time when people were a little nervous and scared and we came out of it like, you know, let's have what we want to have, you know, let's do what we want to do in life because, you know, you just don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious to hear, Heidi, you know, from your perspective, what are some of the ways that not only kitchen tune-up, but also bath tune-up is really able to stand out from its competition? Yeah, great question. And I think, there's a lot of businesses out there, you know, general contractors and, you know, mom and pop shops and a lot of places that offer services to remodel kitchens and to remodel baths. Our goal is we understand the pain of remodeling. You know, most people want the end result. What they don't want is the in-between, right? Because people are going to be in your house. It's disruptive to your daily routine. Um, people perceive there's going to be a mess and there's going to be change orders. And so what we aim to do and what we've been doing for many years with kitchen tune-up and then adopted with bath tune-up was we wanted to create an experience so that everyone's going to get that remodeled space that they love but at the end what they really talk about and what they remember is how they were treated whether it's daily gifts that we might leave with cute little sayings or perhaps it's just the great communication and some of the automation that we're able to do to let people know what's happening at all times through the process it's just different than what they expected. And with Kitchen Tune-Up, most of our projects can be done within a week. And so that's very different. Like people are thinking to themselves, if I update my kitchen, this will be months, right? And we've got services that can be done very quickly. And with Bath Tune-Up, we've got some services that can be done quicker within a week. And then some services that just take longer due to the number of people that need to be a part of it. But at the same time, we can still make the experience itself better, fun, where people would be like, I would do this again. I love that. So when someone decides, you know, wow, yeah, it's time for time for a kitchen tune-up. What, what's the first step in the interaction working with kitchen tune-up? Sure. So they're going to somehow get contact us, right? And so from that contact, we're going to start to um, get information, discovery. We're going to send them a form to kind of fill out and look at some doors and some things that they might want to choose from. Pick your top three, you know, really kind of start some selection process. So we're doing quite a bit of engagement, you know, beforehand. So we can make sure that we can come up with a solution that's within their budget. And that's the one thing that we've always loved of having five different services at Kitchen Tune-Up, you know, whether we're tuning it up, painting it, refacing it, new kitchen, you know, we're probably one of the only ones in any, um, you know, town that can come in and say, we've got five different options to update that space. We're not just trying to sell one. So I can give them two or three options when we meet with them, which is so different. And so it's really starting with building a relationship and learning about what they are wanting with that space. And if they're not sure, of course, we're going to offer some advice and we're going to show them what's popular. Um, we've got things that we can send out with before and after so they can start to really see that space. Um, but you know, we've got a great tool now we can walk into the home. It's um, a ProView that we've invested in. They can just take their iPad, hold it up to the um, actual kitchen cabinets, and with augmented reality, they can see a new color door on their kitchen, a new wow. style. And so that is something that's so cool. And everybody, of course, likes to see that because I can hold a door up, but when I can see my kitchen with a new color, that makes a big difference to people. 
So what I'm hearing too is, is it's not only kitchen tune-up, you know, it's not only, you know, an entire remodel, but it's also could just be as small as painting. Am I hearing that right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And even the original tune-up. So let's say you already have a wood cabinet that you like. It just gets run down, right? That's just wood. Wood is not maintenance-free. It does need to be cared for. So we even have maintenance programs for your wood cabinets throughout the years because about every three years or so, you're going to start noticing wear and tear. You know, look around your kitchen, you're going to see where your wet hand continues to hit that same drawer, that same door. Um, you're just going to see those spots and those moments. And so we can come in and tune up what you have, paint, redoor. So yeah, there's tons of price points available within that one business. So I don't want to get the numbers wrong, but I know you mentioned you've got around 200 kitchen tune-up locations. Did I hear that right? 280, about 280, yeah. And then I think you said 53 bath tune-up. 51, yep. You're real, yep. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm still, I've got it. I've oh, got, got it. it. <laughs> um, so, you know, it sounds like obviously not all of those are in South Dakota, um, so like, you know, you've been able to really grow and scale over the years. And I, right. you know, that, that, I bet that's been a tremendous journey for you kind of watching mm -hmm. your dad's company, you mm -hmm. know, taking over and really working to grow that out. Yeah. You know, we're in Canada and us. Um, we're in, I would say we're not in 12 states probably, but we're in every state in the US and then quite a few of the provinces in Canada. And my goal really, when I started working with my dad and watching all the time and energy he put in is I wanted to make this a household name in his lifetime. He's still with us. So we have some, we still have time to even make that household name happen. And so we really started to grow and scale in 2018. So in 2018, I kind of said to my dad, listen, I really want to just start going. I'll do it smart. We're not going to just be wasteful, but I really want to figure out how we can keep scaling. So that year, I think we put in 72 locations um, in 2018, and we've just been continuing to keep growing really fast. And so even launching Bath Tune-Up, my goal was to get to um, saturation, right? We wanted to get to a place where when we get into a market, people are like, if I'm thinking about my bathroom, my kitchen, I'm going to think of a tune-up brand. And that's the first thing that you do with saturation. So yeah, the scale of the business is really kind of nailing all your processes and your procedures. And then you start to scale that so that you're not just scaling with just people, you're scaling with um, technology, you're scaling with the, the processes that are in place. You know, you're using delegation to figure out what can we, um, you know, keep going and you keep kind of fine tuning and tweaking things because you don't have to keep everything forever just because you spent time creating it. You got to find the better way of doing it, right? Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And, you know, if someone was listening to this podcast and maybe interested in, you know, potentially starting their own franchise, kind of in your experience, what does it take to really to get one going? Kind of where would one start? Yeah, I mean, franchise owners come from all walks of life. We will see people that come in, you know, that have been working in finance, they've been working in HR, they have been working in sales. We rarely see somebody that comes from the industry, which is always interesting to people. People always believe it's opposite, that most people come in, they've been in contracting before, and then they go and buy a business in this industry, but it's opposite. So, you know, you have to plan for your training to make sure that you take people from the very start, like I was when I started. And you, I wouldn't known a hinge from any other thing that was in that hard, the hardware box, right? I wouldn't have understood anything about moldings. I wouldn't have been able to even tell wood species apart. And so we take all of that basic knowledge and we put that into training. So it's really somebody now that is kind of saying, listen, I would like to do something on my own. I have a skill set. I know I have a skill set. 
I've advanced myself in my career enough to see that I have something special. Mm-hmm. And I want to now give that to my own business as opposed to just giving it to somebody else. But I want to do it with help. Like I want support. I want to have something ready to go. That's the people that are really attracted to the franchising business model. Hmm. I think that's really interesting. You know, and I, I think, you know, just from doing these interviews in the past that it's a common misconception that a lot of people think that they don't necessarily have what it takes to mm. take on being a franchisee owner, but it sounds like, you know, kitchen tune-up and bath tune-up as well, really have the systems in place. Now you've got, you know, 280 locations, 53, 58, um, you know, that's both your numbers, numbers. <laughs> you know, you've got a, you know, a substantial system built up to be able to say, Hey, you know, if you're ready to take this on, like we're, we're in a position to support you and make sure that you're successful in what you do. Yeah. I think, you know, that's really what the most franchise systems do. I know all of the HFC brands, um, they all work very hard to take people that maybe have never been a business owner before and help them become that business owner that they can look back and say, wow, I did that. Uh, yeah, I was just talking to a class yesterday that was just completing their 12-week post-training. So they had been through training. They've already opened their business. They're going. And I asked them, I said, what are you most proud of right now? And one person was like, you know, just that I can, I'm a business owner. Like I am actually creating jobs now. I'm like, that's great and amazing. And I love watching franchise owners grow from this, I don't know anything about the business to you know what? I, I'm pretty confident about what we're doing now. That's great. And, you know, with so many different franchisee owners, is there anything that you've done? You know, I know you said you, you came from a marketing background. Is there anything that you have done in your role as president in order to maintain kind of those open lines of communication and make sure, sure that people continue to feel supported? Yeah. So let's go back to scale again. And when I moved into the president's role, prior to that, with the vice president of marketing and sales, I was very um, accessible to everybody. Um, people, I was always scheduled all day long with phone calls. And the minute you put president in front, you could tell that owners were like, oh, now that she's president, maybe we shouldn't bug her as much. But yet I would hear from them, you know, I kind of miss talking with you. I miss some of those thoughts that you had, or just the way that you would frame things would sometimes just help me feel better about what was going on. And I was at the time thinking my kids were really into podcasts, but I had never listened to one before. And I remember thinking, I wonder how hard it would be to just figure out how to do a podcast because then I could maybe talk to everybody every day. And so what started as kind of a little bit of a a love letter really to the franchise system, which was, hey, every day, I'm just going to try to pump everybody up for that five minutes in the morning. And so it always starts with a good morning and then just a thought, an idea. And a lot of those are coming from a conversation that I've had with maybe one of my team members that said, this was a challenge that a franchise was having. And, you know, as I coach with them, I'm thinking, let's just hand that back to everybody. Sometimes it's because I read a really great book or an article, or I've listened to another podcast now that has inspired me. And I want to make sure that they can, you know, have that information and make it relatable to their business. So the Tunify Our Day is what it's called. And it has been a podcast now since 2018. That's been a great way for me to just stay super connected. And when I'm talking to franchises, they'll be quoting something back that they heard on the podcast. And the funny thing is, I don't really remember saying it. Like I'll do the podcast, but I don't always remember. And I'll be like, it sounds like me. (laughs) Sounds like something I would definitely say. So I definitely believe that you heard that. 
I think that's fantastic and such a great way. And I think, you know, honestly, I would argue that that goes back to your roots as a teacher as well. Just making sure that like everyone feels connected, that they have that accessibility to you, you know, while it may not be being able to have those one-on-ones, just the ability to to feel that connection is so important. And, you know, I, I think that's fantastic, you know. So Heidi, I'm curious to pick your brain kind of before we start to wrap up again. Do you hear any common misconceptions, whether whether it be in, you know, the, the kitchen or bath remodeling, the tune-ups, you know, the industry in general, being a franchisee, being a president, anything that you tend to hear as common misconceptions um, that you would want to take the opportunity to just kind of, you know, debunk? Yeah, well, maybe it's just challenge instead of debunk, right? Because I think that there can definitely be um, a reality for a person here and there could be a separate reality here and they can both coexist, right? So perhaps it's more of just an alternate thought on it. But, you know, we definitely hear a lot about the labor pool and we definitely hear that, you know, maybe it's challenging. And so should we get into an industry if labor is hard? Because what they'll think is that as a customer, when I tried to call a plumber or when I tried to call a handyman, it took a really long time to get someone. And so what we usually have to explain to them is, that that's because as a consumer, you have a different relationship with that. But as a business, you're going to be bringing in multiple of business to them. And so they're a lot more reactive and they're a lot more interactive to being able to get those people and that you don't really even need as many people as you think. Most most franchises, no matter how large they get, I mean, their teams might be 10, 12 max, right? Where a lot of them are like three. So you can build a business without as many people, I think, as, as people think. So when they're worried about the labor, that's probably one thing that comes up. Um, frequently. And of course, you know, people are always concerned about the price of the project. So if I'm the end consumer, what will this cost? And I can tell people every day that it's not going to get cheaper, right? The price today is probably the cheapest it will ever be. And so at that point, you have to look at your value of your home and, you know, how much are you going to be living in that home? And do you want to enjoy that space? And what does that, what does that mean for you? Along with this idea that there are things that you can do to change the price of a project, you know, for materials and things. And that's an option that's always available for people. I think that's fantastic. Great way to challenge that kind of that narrative as well. I think that's mm-hmm. a you know, really great point. Well, you know, Heidi, as we start to wrap up, where can people go to learn more about kitchen tune-up and then back to yeah, easy to find us on the websites, right? Kitchentuneup.com, bathtuneup.com. Tried to make that real easy so people <laughs> can search us out and find us. Um, for me personally, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn and always happy to connect with people there that would like to learn more or just share ideas. Um, that's always really fun for me. I try to, you know, put out some good news. I try to showcase, you know, what's happening even on LinkedIn when I'm doing my posts. Um, But I love to share great content from others also, because there's a lot of smart people out there. And I love to see those ideas that everyone's, you know, percolating and putting out there. That's great. Well, Heidi, just as one kind of final thought, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with either, you know, about the industry, about being a fan, you know, uh, about starting your own franchise, about being, you know, the president and, and founder of your own kind of adventure as well off of your father's company, anything you want to leave our listeners with? You know, I think everything that you kind of want in life is probably on the other side of fear. And I'm sure that I look back at my younger self. And if you would have told me, you know, 20 years ago, that that was going to be my title that you said at the beginning, I would have said no. But you know what, my younger self didn't know my future self. And you don't know your future self yet either. And so what I would say to everybody is, even if you think today, you might not be able to do something think about what your future self might want to be able to do and then start to grow that way. 
I love that. I love that. Well, Heidi, this has been a terrific conversation. I really appreciate all of your insights, all of the knowledge that you've been able to share with our listeners. I think this is a fantastic episode and I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Yeah, great to have you. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.